Mad as a Hatter. Do you know the story behind the phrase? The insanity behind the character? The phrase was used to describe someone who's crazy or prone to unpredictable behavior. Between the 18th and 19th centuries, hatters used mercury in their creations. The mercury poisoning resulted in what was believed to be insanity and chaotic behavior. Thus, mad as a hatter was born. The following stories are my picks for further discussion. How the impact of mental health, relationship challenges and circumstances can lead to murder. It goes without saying that a mental health diagnosis does not create a murderer. However, in these cases, a diagnosis left untreated, the opportunity and the right catalyst can create a monster. Won't you come with me as we enter Wonderland after dark? Don't worry, it won't hurt. A pregnant woman and two young children, dead. Left behind, a loving husband and father. For your review, Chris Watts. I mean, right now I don't even want to just like throw anything out there. Like, I hope that she's somewhere safe right now and with the kids. But I mean, could she have been, could she have just taken off? I don't know, but if somebody has her and they're not safe, like I want them back now. Chris Watts married Shannon November 2012. Shortly after, they welcomed their firstborn child, Bella, December 2013, followed by their secondborn, Celeste, in 2015. And by all means, it seemed to be a picture-perfect family. Even how Shannon was able to successfully battle and maintain her lupus diagnosis, she was very excited to be a mom and look forward to moving on and being happily fulfilled in her marriage. However, we start to see some ripples of discontent and discord in the marriage starting June 2015 when they filed for bankruptcy. But even with filing for bankruptcy, on the outside, the relationships seem to be thriving. This is even stated out of Shannon's mouth herself when she posted a Facebook Live video saying, I love waking up now on Saturdays and being able to enjoy my family. She also stated that I believe that everything in life happens for a reason. And even in the video, you can see Chris playing with the girls in the background. Moving forward, more and more pictures and statements on her Facebook page saying how incredibly blessed they are to have him on Father's Day 2018. Little did she know, a few months later, Shannon will be dead at the hands of her husband. Now, how do we get there? Well, let's go back a little bit, just a couple months. In June 2018, Chris starts talking to a female by the name of Nicole Kissinger. You see, they work together. And Chris would come by her office, strike up conversations, and one thing led to another. That another was a physical relationship that started one month after they first met in June. 
Chris starts to see Nicole about four or five times a week. And he tells her that he's almost divorced. Almost divorced? I don't think Shannon knew anything about that. And just two months after the meeting between Chris and Nicole, one month after the physical interactions began, Nicole starts to shop for wedding dresses online. In that same month, Shannon leaves for a business trip to Arizona. You see, the affair has been going on for two months now, and Shannon's starting to notice things. She's starting to say how Chris is starting to be cold and dismissive, not as affectionate to her. She also reached out to a couple of her friends explaining her concerns and trying to find out what she could do to save her marriage. In multiple texts between herself and Chris, you can see that there is a desperation in a sense of trying to figure out why he's acting different, what could be done to fix it, in all intention on wanting to make this marriage work. And while Chris continues the narrative between him and Shannon, he also continues to build a relationship with Nicole. We're in August, August 13th, 2018 to be exact. Shannon has just returned home from that business trip she was on. It was around 2 a.m. Little did she know, in the next few hours, she, her unborn son, Nico, yes, by this time they knew the sex and had given the child a name, and her two daughters, Celeste and Bella, will all be killed at the hands of her loving husband. In Chris's confession, he states, later that morning, before he was getting ready to go to work, he woke Shannon up. He talked to her and confessed about the affair that he had been having with Nicole for the past two months and stated that this marriage just won't last. It's over. With that, Shannon replied to Chris that he will never see these kids again. And at that moment, he confesses to strangling her to death. Bella who was four at the time, comes in and asks, what's wrong? What's going on and what's wrong with mommy? Chris wraps Shannon in a blanket and carries her to his truck. He puts the two kids, still alive, in the back seat and drives to work. The drive took 45 minutes. And I say 45 minutes because there has been some conversation or discussion that was this a rage killing? Was this a, just out of spur of the moment when he heard that information that he will never see his kids that he just snapped? And I say snapped in quotations because that's the word he called. That's what he described that he did. But sir, 45 minutes, that's way longer than you need to determine that what you're doing is wrong. 45 minutes he drove with his dead wife in the back of the truck and his two daughters in the back seat as they were driving to the dumping site.
When Chris arrived at the dumping site, he smothered his youngest child first with a blanket. And then as he went back to kill his second daughter, Belle, she asked him, are you going to do the same thing to me? And then she even tried to fight back. Keep in mind, she's four years old at the time. He would then go and place both girls in separate oil tanks. After he's killed both of his daughters, he buries his wife in a ground nearby and returns. At this moment, no one knows what has occurred. It's still early August 13th, 2018. However, Shannon has really good friends and around 1.40 p.m. the same day, one of her friends starts What's to get concerned so and actually um, contacts the local police. Right. You I see, Shannon had a doctor's appointment that morning She's because, you know, she was she pregnant with really Nico well. and she didn't show up for it. And her friend Nicole was concerned and Shannon was actually reported missing at 1.40 p.m. the same day. Her friend asked the police to do a welfare check. Shannon's phone, keys, and purse were all found at the house. She said she was going to her friend's house, Chris said, and that the kids, and that was the last thing he heard. It was very vague. However, the very next day, Chris is on the news pleading no, for his family's return and asking whoever has them really to bring them back. Shannon, like Bella, you. Celeste, if you're out there, just come back. Like if somebody has her, just please bring her back. August 15th, 2018, Chris fails a polygraph test and then actually admits that he killed his wife. However, falsely blames her and said she's the one who smothered her daughters. The very next day, Shannon, Bella, and Celeste's bodies are found. The three murdered bodies were recovered at Chris's work site. The very same day, he appears at a bond hearing, which he is denied. Now, what does the side chick, the other woman, think about all this? Well, law enforcement went to talk to her. She says, and I quote, I legitimately think his cheese was sliding off his cracker long before he met me. Such a sympathetic thing to say. The same lady who even after the murders were still looking for wedding dresses and even searching about cases like Scott Peterson. I'm sure you remember that case about a pregnant woman who was murdered by her husband. And it is a week after he pleaded on TV for their safe return. Chris is charged with first degree murder on August 21st, 2018. He is charged with three counts of first degree murder plus two additional first degree charges for victims being 12 or younger. Additionally, he faced another count for the unlawful termination of a pregnancy plus the three counts of tampering with a body so in total, Chris was charged with nine individual charges. On September 1st, 2018, Shannon and her daughters were laid to rest at a funeral at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Pennhurst, North Carolina. 
During that 90-minute ceremony, Chris's name was never mentioned. The priest read a statement from Shannon's father that stated, You are nothing but pure love, always caring for everyone. You will always be daddy's little girl. A little over two months after Shannon and her daughters were laid to rest, Chris pled guilty to all nine charges. Shannon's family requests the death penalty not be sought. And with that, on November 19th, Chris is sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, including 48 years for unlawful termination of Shannon's pregnancy and 36 years for disposing of bodies of his family. Also on the same day, Shannon's parents file a wrongful death suit against Chris. Later that same year, due to health and safety risk, Chris is transferred to Wisconsin and away from Colorado. February 2019, however, Chris from jail gave a confession with detailed explanation on how he murdered his family. He recounts details of his young daughter's final moments and confesses to killing them and disposing of their bodies. This was like the epitome of being angry, the epitome of showing rage, the epitome of losing your mind, he said. Even admitting that the older daughter, Bella, asked if he was going to do the same thing to her that he did to her sister and that his four-year-old tried to fight back. Christopher Watts, a man guilty of murder, murder of the worst kind, of his wife, of his children, and his unborn child. But his actions after the murder are just as alarming. Searching for lyrics of a Metallica song called Battery that has a verse about killing a family. Calling the school to take Bella and Celeste out. Even searching for vacation properties before his family were laid to rest. And I think some level of disgust also comes into the fact that he tried to blame Shannon for killing her own children. So when we talk about who Chris Watts is, well, the fact that there has never been an actual psychological evaluation done and that he confessed to the murders so there wasn't a long drawn out trial to go through any of the defense or prosecution proving what could have been the cause we can look at his behaviors before the murders, during the situation in the, the interaction, and then after the murders. And a lot of people who studied this case, which I, I will definitely say this is a very intriguing case, and even though this is not a diagnosis of Chris Watts, there are a lot of areas where psychopathy and covert narcissism come into play. There was even talks about how 
after he gave his interview with the news behind closed doors he was laughing but if you watch that interview and I can link the interview in the description you see him smirk you're seeing him laugh watch his eyes watch his posture how many times does he shake his head no when he's saying he wants his family back body language says so much when words fail he had a superficial charm about him you can see this when he spoke in interviews he's a pathological liar who lacked empathy he had rage and anger and he looked at his wife and children as a barrier something he had to get rid of so he can move forward with his life with Nicole you see because even after the murders they still were planning vacations they still were planning a future together and while there has never been an actual diagnosis of Christopher Watts somebody who is able to strangle the life out of their wife and smother their own children with blankets while his oldest one at the age of four was fighting back screams psychopathy to me now in these episodes I like to highlight things where people can kind of scale down and, and look for signs behaviors personality traits that will allow you to be more aware and conscious of things that are going on within your own relationships however in this situation it's really hard to see there were talk about Chris having a troubling childhood drugs and neglect that doesn't equate to making a murderer Shannon tried to talk to him Shannon tried to discuss the issues and the concerns that she saw in her marriage I mean the affair was only two months long in just that same year how she was saying on her Facebook page and other social media platforms how blessed she was to have him in his life I will also say this though sometimes what is being shown in public is very different than what's going on in reality and this is an example of what we see here now we will never know the extreme details of what was going on with Shannon and with Chris up until the murders but what we do see is a wife who was desperately trying to save her marriage and two children who did not deserve to not only see her mo their mother die but for them to have their life taken as well the only thing I can really highlight is Shannon had a gut feeling something was wrong to the point where she talked to her friends about it and this was something that was so concerning that her friends once they saw that she was not responding knew to contact law enforcement and report her missing so the takeaway of this story such a tragic story would be trust your gut 
uh, something feels off, do some further investigation and let your close support system know when something is going wrong. Could something have been done to save Shannon and her daughters? We don't really know. But what we can do is highlight their lives and make sure that no one else falls to that same fate. So check on your friends. And when you do feel that something needs to be discussed, have that discussion. Because we don't want any story similar to this as another pick from the Mad Hatter. Hey, everybody. Say hi. Say hi. You don't want to say hi? Um, so I just wanted to come on here live. Say hi. <laughs> hi. Hi. Um, so Saturday's here. I don't even know what time it is. It's 8.30 here um, in Colorado. And uh, I love waking up now on Saturdays and being able to enjoy my family. We never have to. See, careful, Cece. We never have to really, uh, we never have determined where we're going.